This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, September 21st. S&P futures are trading down about 55 points. That's about 1.7%. NASDAQ futures are trading down about 135 points. That is about 1.2%. The major European indices are trading down about 2.5%. And Asia stocks finished in the red across the board. For the most part, uh, Japan was closed. So a couple of moving pieces this morning. Um, you know, I think uh, you know one of the bigger overhangs on the market today is just ongoing fears about COVID. So you have continued COVID case increases in, in Europe. And then you have um, you know a variety of different countries and, lo- and locations in Europe implementing mitigation steps. The UK is threatening to impose relatively draconian steps, although you just had an official come out right now and say that they are looking to avoid the types of wholesale lockdown measures that were imposed back in March and April. So I think that's relatively consistent with a lot of what government officials have been saying in that they are taking mitigation steps, but again, they're trying to avoid the complete shutdown of their economies, um, such as occurred earlier in the year. So we'll have to see how all that un- uh, unfolds going forward. But you did have another weekend of um, you know some ugly statistics as far as transmissions in in Europe um, and the U.S. as well. You are seeing again, you know, you had a huge spike in in um, June and July that came off in August and that continued into early September. You are starting to see U.S. case figures tick up as well. Um, we'll have to see how that unfolds going forward. Um, but again, I think governments, um, you know, in Europe and the U.S. are relatively aligned in that they are going to avoid as much as possible, um, you know, wholesale shutdowns of the economy, and they're going to be more surgical and targeting areas that are um, especially high risk, you know, including restaurants, bars, gyms, etc. So that's definitely one big factor that is weighing on stocks this morning. You are seeing a lot of the quote unquote epicenter stocks get hit very hard in Europe including aerospace, travel, leisure stocks, et cetera. The other big piece of news this morning um, concerns banks. So there was a big kind of investigatory article that hit on BuzzFeed overnight um, talking about years of alleged money laundering violations on the part of many global banks going back um, into the 90s. That is weighing extremely hard on European banks. So the European bank index uh, was off; is off right now about close to five percent. Um, so obviously, extraordinarily weak price action in banks. Banks have not exactly been a very strong area. There's a lot of secular worries weighing on that group, including the price action in rates and the implications that will have for net interest income. Um, and you still have lingering credit concerns as well. So this is just. You know, one more factor that, um, you know, to the extent anyone was trying to get comfortable with banks, this is just, um, you know, I think going to squash whatever types of positive sentiment may have existed. You know, I would caution that, um, you know, it's unclear kind of the implications of the news that were alleged in the article. You have had a lot of the big global banks settle um, huge money laundering charges with various regulatory agencies and pay huge fines. So it's not clear how much of these uh, transactions were um, already accounted for in those settlements. We'll have to kind of see how that unfolds. But like I said, um, 
bank sentiment was very fragile to begin with. And this is just one more factor that um, is going to cause people to kind of um, obviously stay away from that space. So that those two things seem to be the biggest overhangs um, in terms of driving the price action this morning, just COVID and, and fears of further lockdowns than the banks. Um, you know, looking at the U.S., obviously had big news in Washington over the weekend, the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and then the implications that will have for, um, you know, I think for the purposes of this podcast, the implications for the election are kind of what most investors are, are trying to figure out. Um, I think it is a small net political positive for Biden. And I say that just because I think Trump could be a victim of his own success when it comes to courts, um, where he has had a very successful presidency as far as putting uh, judges on the courts, not just um, you know the Supreme Court, where the Ruth Bader Ginsburg replacement will be his third, but as well as a lot of the lower courts as well. And so um, conservatives do tend to be much more motivated by courts than liberals as far as turnout is concerned. But I think Trump will be, um, again, could be a victim of his own success in that um, he has largely accomplished what most conservatives could have hoped for in terms of um, putting justices on the courts. And you have seen um, you know, a, a relatively large outpouring of concern on the part of liberals. You had huge spikes in fundraising for um, you know, various different liberal candidates, including Biden, over the last several days. So um, we'll have to see how all that unfolds. Like I said, I think it's a small net political positive for Biden. Um, in terms of the logistics, it looks, I think, very, very likely that within the current Senate term, um, the replacement will be nominated and put on the Supreme Court. The question of whether or not that happens before the election, that remains to be seen. There definitely are some logistical hurdles that have that have to um, that have to be surmounted. Trump obviously has to name his replacement. Um, there has to be, you know, um, ver- various different hearings on Capitol Hill. It's just, it seems difficult that all that can occur before the election. So I would at this point in time, I would say that it's unlikely to occur before the election, but very likely to occur that probably this year. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg news from the weekend on Oracle TikTok. Um, you know, so Trump came out and has given his um, preliminary approval to this deal. They're now, I think, just working to close everything. Um Based on everything that's been reported in the press, and there are a lot of contradictory reports when it comes to this, I don't even know if you can call it a deal. Um, you know, it's it's very much it leaves a lot of things in place as they currently exist. Um, you know, so there is a lot of criticism about how you know Trump made a lot of threats and and was demanding a lot of significant changes, and um, you know this this transaction uh, leaves a lot of kind of status quo in place. So there's a lot of pushback from various different um, factions of the government, including some hawkish Republicans when it comes to China who are, who are demanding, um, you know, revisions to it. We'll have to see how it all unfolds. There was separately on Sunday, a, uh, a uh, justice, a federal court justice issued an injunction against banning the WeChat and TikTok apps from the Apple and Google app store. So it's kind of almost a moot point. Again, there are, there are a lot of moving pieces with how this story unfolds. Um, I don't necessarily think it has a lot of macro implications for the market, but that's uh, Oracle TikTok. And so those are kind of the major themes for today, just running through the other you know big categories of news. So fiscal policy, Congress has to pass a budget this week. It looks very likely they will. Um, you know, I think uh, the Supreme Court could create a, a few more obstacles to that, but I think very likely they'll pass a budget. You're not going to have a shutdown. Um, that budget, though, will only provide funding for the government until uh, the middle of December. So, 
you know, once the election takes place, you're looking at a very, very busy fall, um, including Supreme Court, this budget, possible additional stimulus after the election, et cetera. Um, on stimulus, again, I, th- I think everyone on, on Capitol Hill wants more stimulus. You're going to hear Mnuchin on Capitol Hill at two hearings this week, and Powell will also be at three hearings this week. I think they're all going to advocate for additional stimulus. The question is whether or not you can bridge the Pelosi-McConnell gap before the election. I continue to think you will not be able to. So um, you're, I do not think you will get further increment, further fiscal stimulus before the election, although I do think it's possible after the election. Um, on monet- monetary policy, again, Powell will be on Capitol Hill three times this week. Um, you know, The Fed is doing all it can. It's extraordinarily accommodative. I don't think people should be expecting any type of um, you know, conciliatory comments or suggestions or hints of further action on the part of the Fed. Fed is already doing a tremendous amount for the market, um, and it should not be blamed for the recent sell-off. Um, already went through politics in terms of, uh, you know, obviously the Supreme Court is it was a big news over the weekend. No major shift in polling. Um, you know, Biden can, is still up high single digits nationally and, um, you know, about three to four points within the different battlegrounds, depending on which one you're looking at. Uh, it was quiet on the economic front. On COVID, already already went through. Europe is a big area of focus. No major news on vaccines, um, in terms of ver- you know the timing and, and everything. That's all essentially the same from last week. Um, and then company specific news already went through all that in terms of banks and Oracle. One other thing is Nikola's co-founder and executive chairman Trevor Milton is stepping down this morning. Um, that hit at about 1.30 a.m. That stock is down 20% pre-market. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy around it. Um, so this is kind of just the latest step in that process. Um, you know, in terms of the tape, you know, I'm I, I'm positive in terms of the earnings outlook for next year. I do think that the mid-160s for 2021 um, is achievable even without a vaccine, but I, I continue to push back on just valuation. So um, you know, you're you're at a little under 20 times right now. 19 times would put the S and P at around 3150, um, and 19 times is still very elevated. So you don't have a lot of firm valuation support um, in the market, which is another factor why I think you know it's it's you're seeing a lot of anxiety, um, you know, this morning in terms of the sell off continuing. Um, on the calendar, I sent around a preview yesterday of all the major theme, all the major catalysts for this week. Um, relatively quiet. Like I said, you're going to have Powell on the Capitol Hill three times. Mnuchin will be on Capitol Hill two times. You have a few earnings reports, including Nike uh, Tuesday after the close. You have the flash PMIs on Wednesday and you have Tesla's battery day tomorrow on the 22nd. Uh, And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.